So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. How to make decisions effectively from Ray Dalio. And with that being said, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. And I'm pretty fucking pumped as always to be here. Today we are going to, going ahead with uh, Ray Dalio's principles, a uh, summary from the alanchang.com website. Because it's a great website and I'm not kind of affiliated to them or something else. It's just a great website and uh, it really, really fucking is because the summaries there are just so fucking incredibly uh, detailed and long that, that yeah, I sometimes really feel like, okay, you just only have to go through them and you actually do not have to, to read the book, which is incredible because um, he, so the author of these summaries, actually says that he is uh, compromising, no, it's not compromising, it's... Uh, compressing, he is compressing, I think, all the information is there into, I guess, uh, somehow 20% of the whole volume in terms of the text from the original book, which is just amazing. Like, it would just get, I think, 90 or 80% of the whole information through 20% or 10% of the text, uh, which is just great. And maybe you can be a little bit, um, yeah, kind of uh critical there and be like okay yeah you know you can totally see that there's a lot of fluff in these books which actually can be true but but i don't know like um for sure there will be certain stories and there will be certain kind of information and and kind of kind of pages that are not quite necessary for the whole thing but i guess it's just contributing the whole experience of actually reading the book so what I've seen in, in How to Win Friends and Influence People from Dale Carnegie is that he has always used just stories to actually somehow explain what he meant by all the rules that he pointed out. And at my point of view, it really helped me to understand and also implement these certain rules into my life. Because I have seen a way how he implemented them or how he actually has seen them. And also I think through stories, we just really kind of memorize um, things way better. Like, I don't know why actually, but it's just the case and I just see that my fucking towel is again there. And I, by the way, hope that um, there's not a lot, a lot of echo here because my room, there is actually quite nothing in it, which may be, sorry, leading to a lot of echo here, but uh, I hope it's not. I really hope it's not. But yeah, um, that's great that there is no, but maybe when I click, fuck you. No, <laughs> you can't see it unfortunately, but I jumped, just jumped to the really, really top of the whole summary, which is not that good. And I, by the way, hope that we are gonna just uh, get further and further and further pretty quickly, not because I don't like the, the whole summary, no, but uh, because, yeah, I don't want to waste your time. And, yeah, my time is just like, I like it. I like what I'm doing here. So it's quite not me wasting time for me, but maybe I'm practically kind of wasting time 
for you, which is something I do not want to do. Something I really don't want to do. Um, so how to make decisions effectively? After you collect information, how do you make the best decisions for yourself? While each decision has unique but particularities, here are general principles. Haha, <laughs> principles. So learn well. Be radically open-minded. Um, actually, something he pointed out quite often there. But I think it is really important and it really makes sense that he's pointing it out so fucking often. Synthesize the situation, which is something that I, I, I really like. Something I really appreciate and something that I really would say, okay, you should do it as well. Really synthesizing the situation. Just in your mind, thinking that you are in a certain situation and then deciding whether it is something nice or it is something bad. And I've actually been just doing it because I just learned uh, geography for school, actually, because I'm having a test on uh, Tuesday. And um, I thought, like, you know, I'm going to learn and so on. And then I just realized, oh, I'm alone at home. Maybe I should actually record because it is way nicer because I can theoretically just shout around like the like a piece of shit but um yeah but nobody's bothering me and nobody's there I could just you know be offended by me being a little bit more loud so I decided to actually stop learning and uh yeah do the recording or record uh but while I was learning because I'm just heading towards some times or I'm heading towards like the last grade where I'm do gonna have my A levels and whatsoever and yeah, then I'm gonna have some some uh, some not exams in terms of actually written exams, but also just um, like speaking. You know, you're talking to someone about something. I don't know how I should you know else kind of kind of explain this, but but yeah, um, I would say like like okay. You know what I actually want to say is that I just in my head put myself in a situation where I was talking to the certain person about this certain thing and I was trying to actually kind of um, speak in the proper language because as you might know in Austria we do not have a clear kind of German so we do it using uh, a dialect I think it's actually also the same in English I hope at least um, so therefore we do just have to talk in plain German when we are in our exams or when we have these exams and so I try to also just uh, keep attention to this and also to actually kind of speak a little bit longer because you actually I think have to talk for about five to seven minutes or something and if you can't do that they actually think like okay you know you're not that good at, in, in this certain topic because you don't know what to talk about and so it just makes sense to actually syn synthesize the whole situation or just think you are in a certain situation. Um, yeah, which some, somehow leads to gaining perspective on size. Some issues or facts are more important than others, uh, which is totally true, which is totally true. Like, you know, certain dates and so on can be pretty important, but others are just so, like, unnecessary. Like, you just don't need them. Um, don't mistake opinions for facts. Very important. And synthesize over time. Observe the rate of change as well as the baseline level. Many see something getting better, but ignore that it is not getting better quickly enough. Yeah, you know, same thing with our environment, isn't it? <laughs> uh, 
somehow like you know um still there are people who are like okay you know there is no kind of global warming or something i don't know i'm not gonna talk about this because this is something so fucking um controversial i do not want to do this i really don't because you know why would i like like yeah just unnecessary i'm do not i really don't want to bother anybody like in this way because this is totally something that's so controversial it is just really unnecessary to talk about like there's so many things to talk about than politics and you know the environment and, and then politics and the environment and whatsoever so we don't have to simplify focus on the bay and large general level of understanding don't focus on edge cases or whether it's totally true by and large general level of understanding don't focus on edge cases um i don't quite get what he means but but not fully but use the 80 20 rule to see what 20 percent of factors yield 80 percent of the outcome uh, so i've been definitely been talking about the 80 20 rule for so fucking often because it's really an incredible rule um what it basically says for example is that you can learn 80% of the stuff in 20% of the time, which then leads to you actually taking 80% of the time for 20% of the rest you had to learn or you have to learn. Which means like, okay, you know, if you learn kind of 80% of the whole thing, you're only going to take somehow 20% of the time. You know, this could still be a lot, but definitely it's, it's way less than, than the 80%. But there, you know, uh, in terms of learning, and I've already, you know, tried to actually think about it in terms of learning, um, it doesn't make any sense if you're doing it like, okay, you know, you have in total, in total, you have 20 pages to learn. Okay, then I'm now gonna just only learn kind of uh, 80% of the pages. I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't. Uh, because of one thing, you know, if these pages are actually structured into chapters and each chapter has has nothing to do with the chapter before then it would totally make no fucking sense because you would basically then just really lose a lot of information so therefore it's, it's really at my point of view at least it's really important to actually use this this rule in a proper way like in a logical and a way that just makes sense you know because if i have three chapters and i'm just kind of going through the, f the first two chapters fully and the last chapter is like okay you know i'm, I'm not going to go through it and then in the exam the really last chapter is the only one that's that's in the exam and the other two are don't you are basically fucked you know which somehow leads me to the whole to the whole thinking that you should probably learn 80 percent of every chapter like 80 percent of the first chapter 80 percent of the second chapter and 80 percent of the third chapter so that you actually prepared for everyone, for every one of these kind of chapters, somehow equally, not fully equally, because it's, it, yeah, like, you know, who knows, but, uh, but you're not missing out on information that might fuck you in the end. <laughs> uh, the next thing is navigate levels of abstraction. Use the metaphor of above the line as the main points and below the line as detailed subpoints. Is it now about learning, by the way? Learn well. No, it's about make decisions effectively. Um, use the metaphor of above the line as the main points and below the line 
as detail points. By the way, you know, above the line and below the line, if you're interested in marketing, this is totally something you will, um, yeah, you will come across because it basically means like above the line are all the things like posters and, and um, like, yeah, posters and everything that's quite outside, like the whole, the really big posters and like the A3 posters and, you know, whatever there is, like there are quite uh, a lot of things and below the line is basically today when you're doing something direct. As I know, uh, some time ago it was something that's, that was personalized, but, you know, because of the internet and because all these things, personalization is something that, that we just have to do. Like, you know, if you're putting out an, an, an Instagram ad, and 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 you're not personalizing it to your target audience it wouldn't make any fucking sense because you won't just have any people who are actually interested in this so you just gotta have to personalize it somehow uh but it could also be like okay you know direct mailing and something uh so direct so emails basically with you know direct kind of uh uh yeah you're personalizing them to really each person but um but below the line is more like okay uh you you're gonna go up to to some people and give them a flyer or something if i remember correctly you know you will totally find uh, a lot of different kind of explanations on the internet uh probably the one that i've just pointed out which is okay you know one of them is personalized and one of them is not personalized or one of them which would be the above the line is more like you're spreading it like crazy and the below the line is just personalized and very kind of direct and something, you will find a lot of things, unfortunately, maybe. Uh, go below the line only when necessary to illustrate a main point. Don't get lost in the weeds. I'm very sorry, but I basically do not quite understand the whole thing. Like, what does that have to do with making decisions? You know, this is more about, like, kind of convincing someone of something. But maybe you get it. I hope you do. Decide well. Yeah, it would be a great <laughs> great thing if you actually decide well. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so figure out the criteria underlying your decision-making and system systematize them uh, and there are more information below. Never size the first available option. Actually, what does size mean? Grab, okay, grab and take and whatsoever. I think this is actually true, even though uh, I do really have to say that often it really comes up to the point where it's like, okay, you know, the first the first kind of option is, is somehow good already, but you kind of decide to actually, you know, search for other ones, and in the end, uh, you're actually taking the first one, you know. Uh, this is also something that I've come across when I'm, you know, designing something. Like, the first idea is something like, okay, like, the first idea. But then I'm really trying hard to get other ideas and to see what I can do. And then in the end, I just decide like, okay, you know what? The first episode, first episode, the first option and the first design that I made was actually kind of the, the best one. Like, like, yeah. And maybe, you know, you should totally just take the first one and see what you can do with it. This is actually also a great challenge, like, uh, or an interesting challenge, actually, uh, if you're like, okay, you know, you're gonna take the first idea you're having and then you're trying to make the best out of it. Then you're really, really just um, saving a lot of time by actually kind of taking the first one rather than just searching for others. And you're basically then having more time for actually doing this. 
and trying to see what you can do with it and how much you can get out of it. Um, the probability is more important than the possibility. No, sorry, I just jumped a few things. Um, make expected value calculations. Everything has a probability and a reward for being right and a probability and penalty for being wrong. That's totally true. Like, uh, the, probability, the probability is more important than the possibility, which is binary. Like, either it's possible or it's not possible, but the probability is like, okay, you know, it could happen, like, you know, to yeah, 70%. Like, you can really think about that. And now it makes sense for me what he's talking about in terms of the whole decision-making process, because it really leads to actually being rational, by really being honest to yourself and seeing like, okay, this makes sense and I'm gonna take this because this makes fucking sense because the probability of it being right or the probability of it being good is way higher than all the other options that I'm having. And also like, you know, don't look under the hood too too much, like above the line, below the line, um, which means like being somehow at my point of view, what I'm saying, because he says, go below the line only when necessary to illustrate a main point, don't get lost in the weeds. Which somehow for me means, don't get you know too much into detail. Because maybe it's just gonna get harder for you to make the decision. But I'm only assuming. I'm really only assuming. I'm just you know giving you my thoughts, what I think about, I'm still learning. Like, I'm, I'm quite doing the same thing as you're doing here, which is learning. Which is just fucking learning. Um, it's okay to take a chance when the chances of success are low, but the upside is very high if the downside is low. So it's okay to take a chance when the chances of success are low, but the upside is very high. Or if the, if the downside is low, and or if the downside is very low, which makes sense, you know, which is the same thing with, with stocks somehow. Like, you know, nobody... Nobody would actually only buy or have stocks that are very, 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 very fucking high in risks. Very fucking high in risks. Very, very, very fucking high in risks. But so fucking low on the return you're gonna get. Nobody would fucking do that. Like, why would you? Why would you just have a lot of risk and fucking no reward? Like, maybe there are certain things that somehow make sense that you're doing it like this. So maybe, you know, I'm not that educated in the stock area, but... um. Like, you know, why would you? Like, for sure, you're going to take some stocks that are really high in risk, but also high in reward. And you know, you're taking some to, to be a little bit more safer that are low in risk and also low in return. Like, just diversification there is very important, as, as I know, at least. Or it just makes sense also. Um, it's not okay to rule out an option simply because there's something wrong with it. Which means like, I don't know. Choosing what not to do, to do is an important choosing what to do. Is as important as choosing what to do. Q, Warren Buffett, if you only had 8 investments to make in your lifetime, those investments will be far better. Makes somehow sense. Because maybe, you know, if you only have... Or if you only had eight investments, then you would to totally just, you know, take the time to see what you're going to do. Like, what you're going to invest in. Not going to go for the short term, but you're going to go for the long term, I guess. Like, you're not going to try to get rich quick. Like, yeah, you know, click this button. You're going to get rich quick through me. Just buy my fucking course. 
something you see so often. Every fucking Instagram, not only Instagram, but most of the time, actually YouTube advertisements are like, okay, you know, and some of them make it really, really just, you know, really smart and say like, yeah, you know, there are so many people outside there. Um, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not just joking around. I'm not actually kind of trying to offend someone, but it's just interesting that a lot of people just, you know, sell their courses. But I really like Gary Vee's point of view on this because he says like, he's you know, giving out his, his advice and his knowledge just for free. Because at the end, you know, everybody is still coming back, rather for the content or rather for actually making business with him. Like, it just makes sense. It really makes sense. Like, you're giving a lot of value, people will take it, people will see, okay, it is actual value and it is actually good. And then they will come to you or just, you know, spread the message, be like, okay, you know, you kind of have to check this out because, because you really can just, you know, have a great ROI on that. You know, even though um, I do think, on the other hand, it is also somehow somehow difficult to actually give away all your information for free. You know, uh, no matter in which form it will be, whether it be an actual free course or whatever. Um, I guess a lot of people won't take action on it. If this is something you should, you know, be caring about or if you should be concerned about, you know, I don't actually know. Because if you're saying like, okay, you know, this is great value, you can just make a few thousand bucks on that and the people don't do it, then yeah, it's it's quite their fault. Or it's like, you know, they are they are to blame. Not you, but um but if you sell something for, for some money, you know, no matter how, how high it is or no matter how, how much it is, I guess they will probably take more action on things they have bought than on things they have gotten for free. Unfortunately, maybe. Maybe it's good, maybe it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but, but, but yeah. Decide without emotion. Convert principles into algorithms and have the computer decide alongside you. Figure out when it's better to decide that it is to gather more information. Use principles to fast track your decisions. Actually, totally makes sense. You know, really don't use your fucking emotions when you're making decisions. Like, for sure, we do. Because we are emotional motherfuckers. Like, it's just what we are. It's just who we are. And it makes sense that we are then also deciding with our emotions. What it leads to, at my point of view, is that you're going to make just bad decisions because you somehow feel bad, you know. Maybe, you know, there are two ways you can think about it. Think about it. Think, yeah, think about it. <laughs> uh, first thing I think is how you feeling when you're making decisions because at my point of view, uh, and I think I've got it from, from some someone or somewhere, I don't actually remember, uh... He said, I think it was actually a book and also a summary, he said that we're going to make bad decisions or we're going to make certain decisions when we are in a good mood or in a really good mood, but we're also going to make certain decisions when we are in a really bad mood. Like maybe you would, have, you would, you would not have tipped like $700 to this waitress if you haven't been in such a good mood. Or... Um, you wouldn't have kind of smoked a cigarette if you wouldn't have been in such a bad mood or drank the beer or whatever it will be. Like, it makes sense. And it's it's really the bad and the good, and this is important, 
to actually also maybe not make decisions when you are in a really, really fucking good mood. Even though I think it's way tougher to actually kind of restrict yourself from actually doing this decision when you are in a really good mood. Because, um, uh, because yeah, I'm actually just seeing if I should actually go through uh, the next channel. So systemize your decision making with principles. Um, yeah, I think because it somehow is also correlated to to the thing above. Like you should totally take or use a computer, which is actually great. Like you could actually be like, okay, the probability of this being right and wrong is this and that. So now fucking calculate it. It's actually a great thing. Systemize your decision-making with principles. Principles are fundamental truths that allow you to make better decisions quickly. Think through your principles for making decisions, write them out in both words and algorithms, backtest them and use them on real-time basis in parallel with your brain. Sounds pretty scientific, but also pretty good. So when you recognize a situation as another one of those, you can just refer to your rules as a shortcut to good decision making. Like your rules could be like, okay, um, I do not want to do certain things after a certain uh, just time. Like I do not want to do certain things at 9 p.m. You know, it's also a rule. Or you don't want to do something that won't uh, get you any money. It's also a rule, you know, even though it's maybe a bad rule. Um, good principles are timeless. Have respect for history. What you see may not have may not have happened before your lifetime. An example: two two thousand eight uh, Bridgewater's Depression Gauche was indicating. I think it's Gauche. It's G uh, A U G E, which is like Gauss. What is it? A Gauss? It's Ah, it really is a Gauss or Gaius, Gates, Goats, Gage, Chiefly U.S. also Gage. Yeah, it's Gage. Sorry. Even though it's like, yeah, never mind. It's you know super Gage or Gouch, Gouch. I know when, for example, Fukushima just you know blew up or, um, not only Fukushima but also uh. What is it called? Uh, the other, uh, the other, uh, the other one. Fukushima and Chernobyl, yes, or whatever it is actually called in English. It's Chernobyl. Uh, yeah, never mind. Uh, was indicating a bursting point to the to the depth. So Bridgewater's depression gorge was indicating a bursting point to the depth or debt bubble. Since the costs of debt servicing were outpacing projected cash flows and interest rates were so close to zero that they couldn't reverse the downturn, Delio studied history and went day by day through the Great Depression and the Weimar or Weimar Republic to compare what was happening. Between people, the principles, criteria, rules uh, become the substrate for disagreements. Rather than argue what uh, argue about the conclusions, argue about the principles. If you agree on the principles, then you should also agree on the decisions. Or on the decisions. An example would be, 
Dalio began by writing down his decision, decision-making criteria for trading so that when he closed the trade, he could reflect on how well the criteria worked. He would backtest the criteria over a century of data in every country available. Bridgewater started using computers in the late 70s to automate trading criteria and produce trading decisions in response to the environment. Indicators would catch shifting fundamentals and uh, trend-following filters would confirm price movements. Both pointing in the same direction was a strong signal. Makes sense. Like If you do just have really strong principles and rules, and if both of them are checked or right or true, whatsoever, it is just great. Uh, he he has started automating management and human relationships through tools like recording or recording all meet, meetings, the dot collector, and the pain button. Computers can take in data points about people and figure out how to get the most out of people for each project, um, which also is somehow correlated to his point that he made early in the summary, which was all about um, managing people and actually giving them attributes like in sports cards or basketball cards, where you'd be like, okay, you know, this is a visionary, this is a creative, this is a blah, blah, blah. And if you feed it into a computer, you could totally be like, by certain principles, like, okay, um, creators really like to work with visionaries or, or some other generalizations it might not be true for everybody, but I guess there are certain principles that can be true and can be right. But but you can totally feed it to a computer and be like, okay, you know, make an algorithm out of it and, and or just decide for me and he will decide for you or she or it actually. But yeah, um, this is actually it with the episode. Uh, I hope you've liked it. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've got something out of it. And I would really like you to thank you or I would really... Thank you for, for actually viewing it, for actually, you know, watching it, for actually listening to it. If you've gone through the whole thing, like, it's half an hour, it's, it's totally something. Like, like yeah, um, I wish you the best, and I'll see you the next time. I wish you the best health, wealth, happiness, and success. And still, I hope that you're going to be, uh, yeah, remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered. You know, whether you're going to be, or you're going to be remembered as a good person or as a bad person. You will fucking see it.